Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. I am super excited to announce that we have surpassed 600 listeners. We broke it, I want to say, shoot, Thursday, this past Thursday on the 24th, and it's now currently the 27th that this episode is being recorded, and we have surpassed 600 listeners thank you guys so much for just tuning in and listening to what i have to say thank you guys for just being there and wanting to change or or just hearing your girl talk pretty much period and i want to say thank you to my listeners who are not just listening from the u.s but we got people from africa we got people from ireland we got people from all across the globe so i am very 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 grateful for the opportunity for you guys to just engage and indulge with me today and all the other previous episodes. You know, something that has really been going on, I don't really want to go in depth with it. Just keep your ears to the to the streets. Keep your ears to the world. There is so much going on right now and we just need to keep every nation, every continent, every place in this world in prayer. We have to pray because we don't think that it doesn't affect us, but everything that happens in this world can and will affect us if we don't take the necessary steps to just be aware of our surroundings. So I just pray for all my brothers and sisters out there that's going through and I pray that it will pass and God just keep you in his hand. Amen. So that being said, just I'm just grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful for strength. But I do want to give a quick shout out to my brothers and sisters for Black History Month. I can't believe I went passed by this month without giving a shout out. Like, yes, February is known as the Love Month, Valentine's Day and all that, but it's also Black History Month. So I want to give a shout out to all my all of my melanin brothers and sisters just to say, keep doing your thing because we see you continue paving the way, continue holding your head up and continue to guard your crown because trust me, you think that the effort and the time and the initiative that you're putting in is going unseen, but I promise you it is being seen and we are grateful, grateful, grateful. I'm grateful. If anybody haven't told you, I'm grateful. But now that that shout out is out the way and acknowledging and everything, you know, this month we have been talking a lot about self-love. We've been talking about relationship love, but now we are going to be gearing towards God's love. All right. So that means that y'all should already know to get down or what y'all need to do. Y'all need to have a beverage of choice next to you. So if you ain't got it on deck, I need you to hurry up and grab it because this podcast episode discussion is starting when it's starting now. Okay, so we know that God's love isn't biased or has any restrictions to his love. Basically, unconditional love. The truth of his love was foreseen by many when he decided to let Jesus come down to earth and get brutally abused just to turn around and ask God, our father, to forgive us because we know not what we do. Honestly speaking, from my standpoint, if I had a child, I wouldn't be able to watch 
them get abused that way or even come close to it, you know? So my first initial thought about this whole scenario would be, why is sacrifice needed? Though we already know the rhetorical answer to this question. We already know. God wanted us to see that unconditional love that no matter what is endured in our life, that the bloodshed cancels it out. Now, today's podcast episode isn't about the crucifixion of Jesus, <laughs> but how God sees you in the 99. How God sees you in the 99. If that wasn't much clarity, today's title is You Are the One in the 99. All right. You are the one in the 99. And and we're coming from the Bible on this episode. If you want to pull it out, that's fine. If not, just listen to what I got to say. In Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses three through seven in the NIV version, it states this. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Basically, that one soul that has a heart for Christ will be chased after and fought for than the 99 that repeats the same offenses in life with no moral compass of changing. If you don't believe me, Jesus even repeats it again in Matthew. And yes, I know Matthew comes before Luke in the Bible, but this is how I'm setting it up with y'all. So he repeats it again in Matthew in the NIV version. He talks about it in Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14. But when you scroll further down in that chapter, verses 21 through 22, Peter says this. Peter is a servant to Jesus. And he asked God, well, how many times should I forgive my brother and sister that sin against me? How many times should we forgive? That is the question. How many times should we offer forgiveness? And you know, that part is ironic to me that Peter expected because Peter said in the Bible, he think we should forgive only seven times up to seven times max. That's how much we should forgive. Now, I know for sure we as people and even myself have sinned more than seven times. And from birth to now, you have sinned more than seven times. So Jesus said to Peter, 77 times, seven, seven, 77 times we should forgive and more. You know, and that just blows my mind that God will forgive us so many times just to accept and just for us to receive the love that he has to offer to us. That just that just it's crazy to me that you will be willing to be done wrong so many times so we can realize our true purpose and Christ, our true purpose and who we are. And you just want to love on us and you want us to be able to receive the love that that that's just crazy to me. That's crazy. And, you know. God sees you and God sees me, you know, 
your life, your soul, and your presence is more important than the 99 around you. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Your life, your soul, and your presence is more important than the 99 around you. And meaning, your heart leans towards doing the right thing is not coincidental. It's not. The reckless love of God is waiting for you. And not to say God's love is flawed by using the word reckless because that is not Christ. But there is no greater height, no greater depth God will go to to get to you. He is continuously reminding us that he is present in our lives and is waiting to be left in. You know what's crazy? I got a notification on my phone this morning from the Baba app. And it says that God is a gentleman and he's knocking at the door waiting to be received in. And those who will eat with him, he will eat. And those who will drink with him will drink. And it's just crazy that it's a reminder that even though my life has been given to Christ or regardless if you're in a situation where you have not given your life to Christ, God is still continually knocking at our door. And I know it can be a little scary because sometimes we don't know what's in store. That was my biggest thing. What's in store if I say, okay, what's in store if I want to take the necessary steps of my life to do better when I know I ain't in the place to be continuing to do what I'm doing? Basically saying, I know I can do better, but I'm not choosing to do so. So now that I'm deciding to do better, I'm a little scared because I don't know what's in store. I don't know what's in store when we receive God. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to lash at me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But God does say this, that he will love on us, that he will continue to be there always. So that is the greatest thing that we can do is just avoid the what ifs and be able to receive God and experience the greatest thing that can ever happen in your life. We are not alone in this world, even when it feels like the odds are never in our favor. We have the greatest weapon that anyone could ever think of, and that's Christ. Period. Having God on your side is more than what you can imagine because he can protect you from seen and unseen dangers, heal the broken, set free bondage and more. So we shouldn't let life stop us from receiving the greatest love imaginable just because of presumptions of opinions or sometimes even you can be blocking your blessings. Sometimes you can be the biggest factor. You have to look in the mirror and say, am I the reason why I'm not able to receive the greatness that I know is in store for my life? And it tickles me a little bit, (laughs) if I'm being honest, because people out here can believe in the two fairies, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, anything mythical, anything that doesn't make obvious sense just to have a sense of comfort. But you can't believe in Christ that it just tickles me a little bit. Just a little, but each his own. But I do strongly encourage you to give God a try because what's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing other than you realize you've been missing out on the greatest love of your life and eternity. I mean, at the end of the day, would you rather live a life knowing that you will have eternal peace and liberty to just do all that you have been deemed to do in God's eyes or burn for eternity because you said, you know, bump it. Like there's no, there's no 
nothing wrong with wanting better. There's nothing wrong with giving Christ a try. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And if you got people that's not feeling the vibe of you wanting to do so, then let me tell you something. When you want better in your life, sometimes in life, you're going to meet people or have people in your circle that tries to restrict you from those things. And you can't let those restrictions stop you from your purpose, stop you from what you wanting to become in life. Because at the end of the day, you have to face and answer your own questions, your own soul. When you go to bed at night, regardless of if you married or not, it's just you. When you look in the mirror, you looking at you, you reflecting on you. It's your happiness, it's your peace, it's your sound of mind. Who cares if they don't respect the choices that you make? You cannot get everybody in the world to love you. Jesus is a prime example of that. He could not get everybody in the world to love him. If that was the case, then he wouldn't have been hung on the cross. It's just crazy. You can't get, you can't force your love onto people. You can be kind. You can be the bright light. But at the end of the day, it's your life and it's your decision. So who cares about the presumptions? Who cares what people think of you? Who cares? And that's something that I had to get out of my head. Like when I decided to just give God a try, I had to get out the noise of, well, what would this person think about me? What would that person think about me? What would I be looked at if I decide to go this route? I don't care. I'm going to still do me. This this is what we're doing. We're on here to be the best version of ourselves. And to do that, we have to shut out the noises. We have to choose us in the long run because our internal soul, our internal happiness is what's important. You are the one in the 99. Don't forget it. Jesus is continually chasing after you. God is continually chasing after you because he knows your soul. He knows what you're capable of. He knows the greatness that's within you. And maybe you don't see it yet, but everybody who is listening to this under the sign of my voice, you have greatness in you, period. You're the one in the 99. You did not stumble across this podcast on accident because you know the assignment God has for you. It's all about redirecting and centering yourself. Overall, just recognizing that there is more for you than what there is in life. There's more for you. And it's time that you tap into it. It's time that we tap into our potential, tap into what's in store, reclaim everything that the devil tried to steal from you because you have everything, you have dominion, that is your birthright. We are kings and queens, period. You know, my biggest goal daily and even on here speaking to you guys is to help the one in the 99. That was my biggest thing when God spoke to me to say, do a podcast on your journey, do a YouTube on your journey so people can see and hear the progression that I'm making within you. You know, I always said, well, God, if I could just touch one soul, that would be enough for me. If I can just reach that one person to want to do better. And it just so happened that I received more than one person showing me love, more than one person saying like, sis, like you motivate me, bro. Like you motivate me like it's just greater than that. But that's my common ground. My common mindset is to reach that one and the 99. We're worthy of the good things in life. We're worthy. We deserve it. You know, it's not always you wake up and your day go crappy. Like you deserve to wake up and not have pain, struggle, none of that. And just breathe and say, I'm happy to be alive today. 
I am. I'm grateful to be alive, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation. I'm just happy that God chose me to wake up. He woke me up for a purpose, so my purpose is not done. But only some of us will be able to see it. We have to see that picture that God loves you. God loves us. God loves me. And there is no shadow he won't light up. Mountain he won't climb up. There's no wall he won't kick down. And no lie he won't tear down. Coming after me. Coming after you. Coming after whoever. God will step foot. He will do anything in his power to get to you. Because you are his child. Remember that sin answers to God and can be condemned. This says it in God's word. I didn't make this up. God said it in his word that even the devil has to give God his plots and his plans before he can even make them come to pass. And he can be sneaky about it. But even the demons have to answer to God. So don't think that there's nothing that's being done under the radar that God don't know nothing about. That is why God gave us the power of life and death in our tongue so we can condemn, so we can rebuke, so we can speak it into purpose. I say it to you guys all the time on here. If our words did not have so much power, why does God speak stuff into existence? That's because our words do have power. Our words do hold longevity our words do mean something your word is your bondage so be mindful of what you speak out your mouth be mindful of what you let into your spirit be mindful of what you put yourself into because everything that you're doing is feeding into the version of you that you're desiring to be you have to be mindful of that You have to be mindful. Close your eye gates, your ear gates, your mouth gates. The gates that connects with you, close them and lock them up. And don't unlock them if it's not for the will of God. Because you don't need nothing or no one, no situation manipulating you and tormenting your soul. Because that's not the will of God. And you know, our flesh will battle us on this. And I'm not saying it like... Oh, it's just y'all. I'm like, no, my flesh battles me sometimes. And I have to say to my flesh, oh, you better get your act together because I'm not finna burn for you. I say that to my flesh. Oh, flesh, get your act together. Not today. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow. No, 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 no. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life because I know I have purpose. Like, my car went through the house when I was in high school. I drowned. After my mom gave birth to me, I died and they had to bring me back. Like, there's so many instances in my life where my life was taken from me, but I'm still here. I'm still speaking. I'm still breathing. Before I even moved to Orlando, if y'all haven't heard the story on that, check my YouTube channel. But before I even moved to Orlando, two weeks before I moved out here, my car window got shot at. You can't tell me that my life don't have purpose on it. You can't tell me that my life don't have purpose. Just like my life has purpose, y'all life has purpose too. Whether you see it or not, it's not a coincidence you want to do the right thing for yourself. It's not. And don't be discouraged when you speaking into other people's lives and they chuckle and they laugh at you and they just be like, okay, no, you know how you feel. You know what you saw. That's what you spoken into your life. That's what you spoke to yourself. So do it. 
It's called a respect thing. The moment you lift your head up and walk like you got a crown on it, my brothers and my sisters, my SBC, sisters and brothers in Christ, the moment you realize your purpose, can nothing or no one, whatever they try to speak on you will bounce off because it's not speaking to the God that's within you. <laughs> I've been laughed at before. I've been told before that's not possible. What you mean? That's not going to happen. And God, some type of way, do it to shut them naysayers down to say, God blessed me with this. God did this for me. At the end of the day, you're the one in the 99. I'm the one in the 99. We're all the one in the 99. God is knocking at our doors and he wants to be let in so he can eat and drink with us and talk to us and tell us that everything is going to be okay and giving us the necessary steps to be able to maneuver in this life so we can get to the kingdom, which is him. We have to block out that noise. We can't pay attention to that noise. We can't pay attention to what's happening around us. The only change that we can evoke is the change that we make for ourselves. We cannot expect change waiting on the next person. Change comes from you. That first step of change comes from you. And when you want to make that change, you have to guard it like a bank guards its money. You have to protect it like an officer protects his badge. And you have to keep it like a secret no one needs to know about you. All the setbacks in your life is only a setup for something bigger, better, and brighter. That's on being the one in the 99, period. Evoke the change in your life. Do what's best for you. And at the end of the day, all it's going to do is make you a better person. Wanting the best for you. I mean that. I pray and hope you guys know that you're the one in the 99. And you deserve to be fought for. Period. As I'm going to say that all the time because you are the one in the 99. You are. And if no one has told you this today, Lydia loves you. God loves you too. But this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie. Lydia signing off until we meet again so make sure your post notifications are turned on for the next episode and keep up with my YouTube channel by searching up Lydia's Chronicles because I have dropped some tea on there like I said in this podcast I moved if y'all want to know why listen to the podcast I'm Jesus listen to the YouTube (laughs) I'm always on my YouTube talking about my podcast y'all so it just rolls off my tongue but if y'all want to know Go to my YouTube channel. Y'all want something other than just listening to my voice and want to see me do something? Go to my YouTube channel. Because that's just, it's just, it is what it is over there. I love y'all. And remember, the end game here is to grow, to be the best version of ourselves. Mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with God. All right? I love you, SBCs. Until we meet again. Bye.